Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, they're not even creative. They're not. They are not even creative. The media, Democrat, liberal activists, uh, anti-Trump, rhino, cabal, they're just trotting out the same tactics over and over again. I've got two stories for you today. The deuce. Two stories. I've got an incredible, and I'm not overselling this update on the Spygate case in Papadopoulos, hat tip Catherine Herridge from CBS, who got a hand on some transcripts. The story almost perfectly relates to something going on with the attacks on Trump over the Wuhan virus from China as well. They're using the same tactics. <laughs> Late July, early spring. Never put a date down because your whole story will be debunked. Okay, today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your online data is yours. Keep it safe from prying eyes. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hello, hello, hello. Ready to do it again. Do it again. Yes, we're going to do it again. Uh, thank you for your thanks for those who listened. I filled yeah. in for Mark Levin last night. Got a lot of positive feedback. Thank you very much. I kind of <laughs> went on a uh, <laughs> two-hour rant on the show last night that um, got tons of email. I appreciate it. very nice feedback from you. So thank you very much. All right, um, all right, folks. I want to get right to this. First, I'm going to start today. Uh, once we get past this first sponsor, I want to talk about this this Yahoo story, which actually debunks its own story. And they're using the same tactics they did in Spygate. It's going to blow your mind. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, you wish that double chin would just disappear? Newsflash, yes. ladies and gentlemen, people look at your jawline. It simply tells your age. Here's Robin from Lubbock, Texas. I put GenuCell jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. I am blown away. With Chamonix MDL technology, GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on the neck for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. You'll see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Order GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment absolutely risk-free and get a second month for half price. And for results in 12 hours or less, got a date, need to be on TV, whatever GenuCell's immediate effects is also yours free. Order online for an extra $30 discount. Online orders only. Just use my promo code DAN30. That's DAN30 at checkout. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. GenuCell is a New Jersey company, and they are donating $100,000 to New Jersey hospitals. That's nice of them, and first responders. Good job. You yeah. can also help by contributing directly. No purchase necessary. Just go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Use DAN30 at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. There we go. The bell. Folks, I'm telling you, this once I, this stories today, please don't go anywhere. They are really going to rattle your cage and bake your bagels because it's almost impossible to believe what's going on right now. Um, as I said last night on Levin, and I'll say again today, never has there been a time in human history where the media, who, again, I always support the right to a free press, uh, you know, as long as they're not committing any kind of a crime. Uh, but that involves also the freedom to be stupid. And the media, unfortunately, has to always take us up on the offer. Here's an ABC News story. It was covered by Yahoo. I'm going to use the Yahoo link uh, just because it was easier to screenshot. Mm -hmm. But an ABC News story I had a breaking news story last night. Now, what did I tell you over the last week or so? I've been warning you so you're ahead of the arc of the storyline. Again, thus, uh, a story. It's not the story. It's not what actually happened. But the media has a narrative, an ongoing narrative they're engaged in right now. The narrative is false, but it is a story. And the story is going to be this going forward. Trump lied, people died. 
Man. In other words, Trump lied about the coronavirus and missed the ball and people died. As a, it's a fake story, but you will see a litany, a bevy of leaks coming out of the field that are going to support this fake story. As if on cue, Joe, yesterday, <laughs> ABC News leaks this story. It says, intelligence report, Joe, warned of coronavirus crisis as early as November. Huh? Anonymous sources. Oh, said. there he what is. What did I tell you? There he is. Did I, Joe, did, did did we not, did you and I not last week warn the audience, even last night on Levin, I think before this even came out, I said to you, expect a series of Joe, air quotes, intel leaks yep. that are now going to show yeah. conclusively, it's all fake. That anonymous that Trump guy. was warned. <laughs> anonymous, again, anonymous yeah. leaks. Trump was warned. He missed the ball and people died. Now, what's insane about this ABC story covered by Yahoo? Number one, they mentioned they do one of the, what are you laughing at? I heard a laugh. Oh, you read? Oh, she's reading ahead. Paula's reading ahead. Uh. She thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> In the Yahoo ABC story, this story is debunked, but you wouldn't know that because you have to get down to the end of the story to read this. So, just to be clear yeah. before we get to this, ABC's breaking story is. The intel community warned Trump in November, and he ignored this thing. I'm going to show you how the date fudging, the same thing they did in Spygate, worked in a minute. But he was warned in November, and they have the evidence to back it up. There was a report out there. There was. That's funny, because when you read down in the Yahoo report, yeah. it was it's an intelligence apparatus in the Pentagon. It's called the NCMI, the National Center for Medical Intelligence. Folks, they almost never release statements. When you get to the end of the Yahoo News report, quote, as a matter of practice, this is a report, this is a, a statement released by the Pentagon's National Center for Medical Intelligence. The NCMI does not comment publicly on specific intelligence matters. However, in the interest of transparency during the uh, current public health crisis, we can confirm that media reporting about the existence or release of a National Center for Medical Intelligence corona coronavirus-related product and assessment in November of 2019 is not correct. What? No such NCMI product exists. This oh, dude. There, there's no, there's no, there's no report. There's no report. Oh. There's no report. <sighs> Oh. There's no report. It doesn't. You think they're you What now? Let me to the conspiracy theories. They deleted the report uh, uh, because I get it. Liberals, you know, uh, thick skulls, information trying to get in, being blocked wall, liberal skull, information wall, liberal skull, information wall, thick liberal skull, other side of skull, liberal brain, information yeah. wall. It, I know it doesn't work. I know the conspiracy theorists out there saying, no, 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 it happened. An anonymous source said it happened. And clearly everyone in the Pentagon's lying and they're feverishly deleting the reports they told Trump about in November. Remember the dates because the dates met South. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to avoid the personal stuff. Yeah, I really yeah. am because I want to keep this up. This is how the, let's just use air quotes here, reporters at ABC, Joe, this is how silly they were in their assessment here. Mm -hmm. So they're suggesting in November of 2016, there's an intelligence community product briefing Trump, a product that doesn't exist according to people actually in the Pentagon. <laughs> I know the liberals will say, well, clearly someone deleted it to make Trump look good. But folks, how would Trump get a briefing on the Wuhan virus from China in November 
if the Chinese didn't even identify the damn virus till the first week of December? You know, uh, just I'm just asking. Oh, oh you forgot about that? Yeah. You're a re- report reporter, right? Journal journal journalisming. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh you yeah! May may have missed that. So Trump was briefed about a virus the Chinese didn't even identify in December. In November, in an intelligence report, no one can find. And the branch you say it emanated from the Pentagon swears it doesn't exist. <laughs> I, listen, I'm really sorry if you continue to fall for this stuff. I, do you understand? Again, I can't say this enough. The media, this is not journalism. These are nothing more than propaganda mouthpieces for the enemies of America. This is no, nothing more. Nothing they're telling you is true. You will. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. You will see this story go viral all over Facebook amongst your silly liberal friends who don't do facts and data or anything like that. Ignoring the fact that no such product exists and it couldn't have existed because the Chinese didn't even identify the thing until December. Oh, man. I, I mean... Now, by the way, to show you again how they, how they get into this fudging of the date and how I'm going to tie this to this Papadopoulos story in Spygate Next, which is going to just totally bake the bagels, folks. In the ABC News report, one of the sections, they say, well, the president was notified in November. He wasn't. There is no such product. It's nonsense. But they say it even made its way into the presidential daily brief. And they say, what is the line? What? In early January. Early. Remember how they did that with Spygate? It, they always, they never use yeah. an exact date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how they did Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, folks? Because yeah. the exact date tells the story. Right. In other words, if you say, well, we learned about something like they did in Spygate, or the FBI would say, in early spring, in late fall. Well, we have dates on file. We know exactly when the FBI said it got the dossier. Mm-hmm. So if you say something like late fall, you don't have to pinpoint an actual date and you can hide when you actually got it. They did this. All, I'll explain more. It'll make sense later. But they're doing it again now. Right. These are journalists, supposedly. They're saying from their source that Trump found out about the Wuhan virus, quote, in early January. Now, if it made it into the presidential daily brief, which is a digitized document, someone can find the date and you're an anonymous source and you've seen it. You're saying you read it, right? Yeah. I read it. Trump was brief. Then how come you don't mention the date? Well, maybe you don't mention the date because you know that as of January 14th, the WHO and others were still misinformed. I got stuff on the WHO too today. The WHO were still misinforming people and telling them the Chinese propaganda that this wasn't human-human to transition. There was uh, transmission. There was no evidence of that. You get what I'm saying? President Trump, at the end of July, despite the fact that he's being grossly misinformed by the World Health Organization that's being fed Chinese propaganda and is spreading it around the world, listen to me. Here's the real story, not the story the media is telling Despite the fact that Trump and the intelligence community are being grossly misinformed 
that this virus isn't human to human. There's no evidence it could be transmitted human to human. A false story. Despite that, the Trump administration forms a task force, goes ahead, goes ahead. I'm just telling you the facts. I'm not kissing anybody's butt. I'm just telling you what happened. Goes ahead and implements a travel ban from China, even though they're getting a cornucopia of false information from China, the WHO and others, international bodies the left loves. And they do it anyway, saving tens of thousands of human lives. Why won't the media tell that story? Because, of course, it makes Trump look like he was actually on the ball, not off the ball. Done. And the media yeah. off the ball story is the only story they have. So what do you do? You write a story about a fake intel report. No such intel report exists. Saying, well, Trump knew about it as early as November. And Joe... In early, early, notice they don't give a date. Oh, yeah. They don't give a date. Early January, he read about it in the presidential daily brief. Early, early January. In other words, yeah, he may have done that travel ban and saved some lives, but he knew about it weeks earlier in early January. Notice how they don't have the date. Crazy how that happens. I can almost guarantee you if it did make it into the PDB, the presidential daily brief, it's not early January. They know the date. And it's probably right around the time he institutes the travel ban, folks. But they can't say that. They have to make it look like he sat on the information. Right. And you can't sit on the information if he gets it in the daily brief January 20th, and just 10 days later, based on that daily brief, institutes a travel ban. Yeah. That's not sitting on it. That's calculating a response. You can't do that. So you have to write, Joe, early January. This is the same crap they pulled in the Spygate thing, where they never, Horowitz, all these people, they never tell you the date. They always say early spring. Late fall. They know the dates. They don't want to give you the dates because then you can marry it up with the text and the timeline and go, oh, man, this ain't good. But don't worry. I have receipts. Paula hates that. She's like, why do you keep saying you have receipts? Just say you have proof because I'm on Twitter all the time. And that's our new thing. Receipts. We have receipts. You following this scam? She does. She hates She's laughing. She hates it. China doesn't even identify the virus till December. Anonymous source comes out and says, well, we briefed Trump in November. Uh, we have the report. The intel community, no such report even exists. Then they say, well, he was briefed in his presidential daily brief. When? When? The date matters, right? Yeah. If he was briefed and just days later, he institutes a travel ban. It makes him look good. No, no, it was early January. Early January. Sure it was. I am really sorry if you're getting suckered by this endless stream of garbage coming from the media. I got more fake news for you. It's going to be a loaded show. If I don't get this stuff today, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Don't worry. I've got really, really good quality, high quality news stories for you today. Let me get to my second sponsor because I want to roll through this Papadopoulos stuff, which I, I don't even know how to describe what's in that tip, Catherine Harris. Let's get to my second sponsor. Today's show brought to you, Ben, by our friends at Ali. Ladies and gentlemen, Ali. I don't even like calling this pet food. It is pet food. But it's food for your pets. You know, it's a difference. If you give a piece of steak you were eating to your dog, is that pet food? No, it's food you gave to your dog. Pet food has a negative connotation. Remember, like, all those products that can for you to open it? Oh, I had a dog. It stunk so bad. Your dog doesn't want to eat that crap either. Come on. Your dog's health is important as every other member of your family, and it starts with what you feed them. But you know what's in your dog's food? It's probably a lot of garbage. Ali puts dogs first. It has vet-formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest food possible. Ali makes fresh meals for dogs with real ingredients that 
I'm not kidding. People can eat. Look at our dogs right there, baby and Linda. Look at them dogs. Look at them. They're 12 and 13 years old. Look how great they look because they eat Ollie and they love it. Who is that, Linda? Baby Baby boy. That's the baby boy right there. I'm reading on the prompters. The baby. We love the baby. Look at the baby boy. 12 years old. Look how great he looks. Ollie beat out store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. You know why? Because it tastes good. They create custom vet-formulated recipes, all natural ingredients, no preservatives, sourced from U.S. family farms, fresh. Go to myollie.com slash try slash Bongino. Answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll customize recipes to your dog and ship pre-portioned meals so your pup gets the perfect portion every time. They've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping is free. If your dog doesn't like the meals, they have a money-back guarantee. They aren't going to like the meals. They're going to love them. My dogs won't eat anything else. Ali is offering our listeners 60% off your first box plus a free bag of treats at myali. That's myollie.com slash try, T-R-Y, slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. This is the best deal they have available anywhere. Myali.com slash try slash Bongino for 60% off plus a free bag of treats. Myali.com slash try slash Bongino. Go today. Your dogs are going to love it. Okay. Let's power through this sucker here because this story is amazing. A big, huge monster hat tip to Catherine Herridge, who has been all over this from day one. She was at Fox. She's over at CBS now. She got her hands on the Papa D transcripts, the Papa Dizzle. Papa D transcripts? What are you talking about? Ah, well, we've kind of been referencing these forever, but now we know exactly what he said. So just to be clear, Papadopoulos, who was a target of the FBI in early spring of 2016. Ah, no, we don't allowed to say that. They didn't. They said they didn't get the dossier until July 26th and didn't open the case till July 31st. I'm sorry if you fell for that stupid story. We're going to eviscerate that today. Ladies and gentlemen, George Papadopoulos was a target of the FBI, I believe, and the intelligence community right after his name was announced in March of 2016 by President Trump as a foreign policy advisor while President Trump was in an editorial board meeting with the New York Times. Of course, that's not the official story the FBI wants you to believe. Hey, we didn't even open up the Crossfire Hurricane case till July 31st of 2016. Yeah, sure. So what happens here? I'll I'll just quickly put the conclusion and abstract out front, and then I'll go through the deets in the case so you know exactly what happened. Here is, based on my investigations and my two books, Spygate and Exonerate, and what we'll cover in our third book, here is what I'm reasonably confident happened. This all starts in March of 2016 when then-candidate Donald Trump, remember, it's the election. He goes and meets with the New York Times editorial board. If you remember at the time, the Trump campaign was being filleted because all of the foreign policy advisors with gravitas, that dreaded D.C. term, the serious foreign policy advisors, were choosing other campaigns. Remember, he was kind of a semi-front runner back then, but not really like a de facto nominee. Yeah. It's still early in the process. You have to view the case through the context of what was happening at the time. In March of 2016, a lot of these, you know, the serious people, Joe, the editorial boards are writing off the Trump campaign. What a bunch of dopes. They don't have anyone. So he's at this New York Times editorial board and he's being asked about foreign policy stuff. And they say, well, you know, Mr. President, you know, basically you're not a serious campaign is what they're hitting at. Show us who your foreign policy advisors are. So Trump whips out a piece of paper. You got to remember this, March of 2016. Remember the dates, this timeline mm-hmm. is going to matter. And two of the names on there are people 
who must ring bells with the FBI and CIA folks right away. I'm talking about the upper-level cabal who have Trump in their sights from day one. And two of the names on the list he whips out are Carter Page and George Papadopoulos. Now, of course, they use that opportunity in New York Times to write an article where they make fun of him. Look at this idiot. He's not as serious as the other campaigns. All, a lot of the foreign policy advisors who had, you know, were considered the professionals in the field or whatever had gone over to Rubio or Ted Cruz. So the New York Times, again, uses the opportunity to write a story. And in that story, they make fun of Trump. This is important. And they include the names of Page and Papadopoulos. Well, of course... The Obama administration, still in office, it's 2016, sees this as a golden opportunity. They're already, I believe, spying on the Trump campaign and other campaigns. I firmly believe that based on some sourcing, let's say. Now they see they have a vehicle and an in to make this formal, to go and get FISA warrants, because the spying that's happening before that, I believe, was unmasking where they're listening in on conversations between people on the campaign and foreign governments, and they're pretending they're listening in on the foreign government, which is legal, but they're really listening in on the Trump campaigns and the other campaigns. Right. So in order to make it formal, they want a FISA warrant. They want to go to a FISA court to get paper, to get a warrant to spy on these people. So what do they do? They hear the name, somebody, who exactly, I'm not sure. Is it Brennan? Is it Brennan and Comey? Is it someone in the National Security Council with Obama? Nobody really knows who the founder of the feast here is. That one, But someone comes up with the idea, hey, why don't we just spy on these two guys, Page and Papadopoulos? Trump just said they're his foreign policy advisors. They could be colluding with a foreign government. Now, of course, that's all made up. Neither Page nor Papadopoulos is doing it. That's in March. Conveniently, in May, we have a what I believe is a setup. We have an Australian diplomat who meets with George Papadopoulos in London by the name of Alexander Downer. That happens in May. He's asked about, he's asking Papadopoulos, who again, they know now is with the Trump team. It's May. And back in March is when, uh, is when, is when Trump, uh, oh, by the way, one more quick note to this timeline. Mm -hmm. And Joe, if I'm losing you, please stop. No, no, we're good. Jim Clapper makes a very special... Remember Jim Clapper? Oh, yeah. Oh, but one of Obama's senior level intelligence officials? You know mm -hmm. Clapper, right? Yeah. Oh, Clapper. head of the NSA. Yeah. Clapper makes a trip over to Australia in March. Right, right. Right after the announcement, right around that time, that Page and Papadopoulos are announced as foreign policy advisors to the Trump team. Yeah. Crazy. And then an Australian diplomat in May, just a couple, it took a little bit of time to get the operation together, goes and meets with Papadopoulos in this bar in London and alleges that Papadopoulos told him that the Russians want to help us with Hillary's emails. There's, that us line's important. That's not exactly yeah. what was said, but the wording of it and the way the FBI suggested was that Downer had some cryptic information from a Trump team member about the Russians want to help us. The us matters. So March, Trump makes the announcement. March, Clapper heads over to Australia. May, an Australian diplomat, and I believe is what, what I believe thoroughly is a setup, meets with Papadopoulos and alleges that the Russians want to help, says the Russians want to help us or something to that effect. 
Let's go to the transcripts first in Catherine Herridge's piece, because what happens? I believe in May, as this setup of Papadopoulos is happening, they get nothing. They get zero. They get squat. They do every background they can on Papadopoulos, and they have absolutely nothing, despite the fact that they're trying to set him up, because they need a reason to go to the FISA court to produce information. So they, I believe they then switch to Carter Page. They get desperate when they find nothing on Carter Page. So in the fall, basically in October, November, right before the election, what do they do? They go back to Papadopoulos and try to set him up again. And now we have the receipts of what was said. Catherine Herridge, be in the show notes. Please read this article, Bongito.com slash newsletter. Sign up for my newsletter. I'll send you these articles every day. Former Trump campaign advisor denied campaign was involved in DNC hack and recorded conversation. Now, we already knew these transcripts exist, but we never had them. Listen to this crap. So they hit Page and May with a setup, a sting. The setup doesn't work. Remember the us line. Remember the alleged Papadopoulos said the Russians tried to help us. So that us could have meant Page too. So they go mm -hmm. on. They try to investigate Carter Page throughout the summer. They get nothing on page. They get desperate, Joe. So right before the election, they send another sting operative in, a human source, and record Papadopoulos, hoping to get him to talk about this Russian collusion. But that's not what he says. He says this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Proof always kind of matters. This is the actual conversation from the FBI source in the fall with Papadopoulos. So the source says to Papadopoulos, you don't think anyone from the Trump campaign had anything to do with effing over at the DNC? Papadopoulos, no. The source, really? Papadopoulos, no, I know that for a fact. Source says, well, how do you know that for a fact? Papa D. Because listen, I've been working with them for the last nine months, the Trump team. And all the stuff that's happening, what, the last four months? He goes on. Keep in mind, he clearly, he goes on. The source says, he clearly says no in that last one. So the source says, but you don't think anyone would have done it like undercover, insinuating there's collusion going on? Papadopoulos, right. no, I don't think so. There's no reason. He goes, first of all, it's illegal. Come on, you know to do that S word. Denial number two. Make There can't be three denials. I thought we were spying on this guy because we had evidence he was colluding with the Russians but you have him on tape suggesting nobody's colluding with the Russians, including him. And it, this yeah. really happened. These are actual transcripts. Let's go to part three, three denial number three. This is the same conversation. <laughs> so this source clearly baiting him now, Joe. I mean, if this isn't a setup, I don't know what is. You think Russia is playing a big game in this election? Papadopoulos. Nope. Source. Well, why not? Papadopoulos, why would they? The source, don't you think they have special interests? Papadopoulos, something like that? Nah, I don't think so. That's all bull. Mm. No one knows who's hacking them. Kind of exculpatory, isn't it? Man. I was waiting for you to say that. I thought you Kind of, a little bit, just a tad. Just a tad. It's like arresting someone for robbing a bank and getting them on tape saying they were on a trip to Mars when the <laughs> bank was robbed and then going to the court suggesting you have evidence they robbed the bank. Folks, this, this is not, this, this part of the story is not complicated. Follow my arc because I really don't want to confuse you. But this, again, if there was, this is, this is explosive stuff. Yes. The arc is now clear. 
The Obama administration is spying on political campaigns, not just Trump's. In March of 2016, Trump says to the New York Times, I have a foreign policy advisor, uh, Page and Papadopoulos, two of them. The FBI and someone says, wow, these guys have foreign contacts. Page with Russian Papadopoulos travels around the world. I think we can get actual warrants to spy on these guys. They have no evidence these guys have done anything wrong at all. So if you can't, if you have no evidence they did anything wrong, that's why you may say to yourself, well, if Trump mentions Page and Papadopoulos in March, what takes so long to get the downer meeting going in May? Well, I'll bet from March to May, the FBI is trying to find a legitimate reason to interview uh, Page and Papadopoulos or to uh, spy on them. Mm-hmm. They're doing background yeah. searches. Well, we used to do auto track checks, LexisNexis business searches. I'm probably dating myself for my time doing this stuff. They don't have anything. There's, it's not illegal to talk to foreign governments. It's not illegal to travel overseas. They have nothing. They can't go in front of a judge with nothing. So they have to manufacture evidence. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, bro. So May comes around. They get desperate. Someone goes, I got an idea. You know, Clapper just traveled over to Australia and talked to these guys. Maybe some of them will play ball with us. Let's get this Australian diplomat to talk to Papadopoulos and we'll get him on tape or something talking about Russians and then we'll say collusion and we'll go and get a warrant. They try that in May. The problem is what happens in May, that meeting is thin gruel at best. No one even knows what was said, but the implication there is that Papadopoulos told him about Russian efforts to help us. The us matters. Why? Because clearly after that meeting, the FBI tries to get a FISA warrant on Papadopoulos and it doesn't work. Someone shuts them down, whether it's in OJC, the FBI, the DOJ, or the FISA court itself. The exact deets will find out. They shut them down. The FBI then has a meeting on August 15th. I'll get to these. I'm going to produce some text and stuff in a minute. And on August 15th, that's the famous insurance policy meeting. Someone clearly says at the meeting, and Andy McCabe, the deputy director of the FBI's office, listen, man, we've been on this Papadopoulos. We tried to set him up. We looked at his background. We got nothing. We got dissed by the FISA court. We're not going to be able to spy on him. Well, there's an insurance policy here because remember, at that downer Papadopoulos uh, meeting in May, Papadopoulos did mention an us, that us, we were trying to be helped. So us, maybe the Russians are really helping Carter Page. That would be an us, right? Plural, singular. Now, if you say, wow, that sounds like a stretch, that's because it is. You may say, what evidence do you have of this? Oh, I'll produce that. Because all of a sudden, uh, flipping on a dime, you see the investigative focus change from Papadopoulos to Page. Well, that comes up empty too, despite the dossier and all this other stuff. Hence, the need to go back out of desperation to get the other part of the us puzzle. Hey, we got nothing on page. Let's go back to Papadopoulos. Let's set him up again. Let's send a spy in. But we now have the documents. We have the transcripts. And the spy not only got nothing, got, as Joe just appropriately indicated, Evidence of Papadopoulos' innocence on tape conveniently left out in the FISA application to get a warrant. Right. Now let's produce some more evidence. Now, the FBI's official story, their official story here 
is that they didn't find out about the downer tip until July 26th. Well, think this through, ladies and gentlemen. If the downer Papadopoulos meeting happens in May, what would be the motive for people in the FBI? This is like the greatest spy story ever told, except it's full of idiots. What would be the motive for the FBI to lie to this day and say, well, we didn't get that tip from the Australians about the meeting between Downer and Papadopoulos until July. Well, I think it's fairly obvious. If you were investigating to try to set up George Papadopoulos as far back as May, and you didn't want anybody to know about it, you would just make up a story that we couldn't have been investigating him back in May or setting him up because we didn't even get the tip until July 26th. You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, wait, so your official story to this day is you didn't learn about the meeting between Papadopoulos and Downer, which is obviously a setup. You didn't learn about it till July 26th. You sure? Now, when does that meeting happen? Happens on May 10th. Well, look at this text from the FBI investigators from May 11th. This is interesting. This is Page and Stroke texting each other back and forth. The lawyer and the FBI agent intimately involved in the investigations. They're texting each other back and forth about they're waiting on some affidavit. And look at this text. The deputy director calling state now, talking about the State Department. Ooh, want to hear about it. You already talked to and it's redacted. And crap, I've got to go. They canceled it then to sit on this. Um, that's kind of interesting, no? So on May 10th, there's this meeting between Papadopoulos and Downer. Conveniently, right around the time that Clapper visits Australia, Papadopoulos meets with an Australian diplomat. Gosh, smells a little funny. The FBI says they didn't know about this meeting until July, but the day after the meeting, the deputy director of the FBI is on the phone with the State Department. The State Department, by the way, the State Department that probably has access to cables because, oh, yes, we forgot. The Australians sent a cable, a communication, to the United Kingdom. When? About the meeting between Papadopoulos and Downer? Oh, May 11th. Right around the same time they're sending that text. What a coincidence. But don't worry, Joe. The FBI didn't know anything about this meeting till July. Sure. Right, right, right. I'm sure they were texting and sitting on this, ooh, and from their words, ooh, this juicy information right. from our State Department that's probably reading this cable sent to the UK about a meeting between the Trump team and the diplomat. I'm sure they didn't learn about it till July, despite the fact they're talking about it clearly in May. You may say, ah, oh, that's a little bit of a leap. What other evidence? Yeah, it's not. Folks, they move then from Papadopoulos to Page because they have nothing on Page. Again, they're trying to set him up the whole time despite their protestations. We weren't setting him up. We didn't find out about it until July. Nonsense. <clears throat> the FBI has also insisted this entire time as well because remember what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this big shift they go for these two in the beginning after Trump mentions them in March. They start with Papadopoulos. They try to set him up. It doesn't work. They try to set him up in May. They then flip to Carter Page. Now, 
The only evidence they have against Carter Page is the fact that he met with Russian intel. Now, he met with Russian intel because he was working for the CIA. But the FBI doesn't want anybody to know that. So what do they do? They get other information from Christopher Steele that says Carter Page was involved in a bribe with the Russians. Remember that? No, Dan. No, no, that's not true. They couldn't have been setting Carter Page up in the summer right after they failed on Papadopoulos because the FBI has already said they didn't get the dossier until September 19th. Really? Well, let's look at this footnote from the IG's own report about the FBI. Did you miss this one? Hmm. Remember, the FBI saying, no, no, we weren't setting up Carter Page. We didn't even get the dossier until September 19th. And the dossier is what has the information about Carter Page they needed to set him up. Well, that's crazy because this footnote says, tells a totally different story. It says, quote, the express direction we found that McCabe gave guarding the use of a confidential human source concerned a former FBI source who contacted an FBI agent, an FBI field office in late July. So a source, let's, just, let's decrypt this because Horowitz wants to confuse you. He's mm -hmm. not our friend. Mm -hmm. Horowitz says a source contacted the FBI in late July to report information from a colleague who runs an investigative firm hired by two entities, the DNC, as well as another individual. Gosh, that sounds like Christopher Steele. Mm. That can't be, Joe. They don't have the dossier till September. This says late July who was, you know, was exploring Donald Trump's longstanding ties to Russian entities. Kind of sounds like what they wrote in the dossier. The former source also gave the FBI agent a list of individuals and entities who have surfaced in their examination, which the former CHS described as mostly public source material. Sounds like exactly what Christopher Steele said. Wow. Oh, wait, shocker. In mid-September of 2016, when the FBI says they got the dossier, McCabe told this agent from the FBI not to have any further contact with this former source and not to accept any more information. Oh, oh, hmm. wow, wow. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're full. And, and I cannot be clearer on this for those of you who are, when are handcuffs coming out? When are people going to jail? I don't know. I'm doing investigative reporting here. I am not a law enforcement agent anymore. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I'm here to just give you the details on the deviousness of what these morons tried to pull off. You picking up what happened here? Yeah. So as the May operation to set Papadopoulos up totally collapses, the downer setup because they don't have anything. They have nothing. They flip rapidly to Carter Page because he was mentioned in March too by Trump. Someone finds out Carter Page is meeting with Russian intel. Remember the FBI? They changed the email though That's to right. make it seem like the meetings were nefarious when the meetings were at the instruction of the CIA. Page was an asset, right? A U.S. asset doing our work. They changed the email to make it look like those meetings are nefarious, but they need something else because it's still not illegal to meet with people. It's illegal to break the law and spy. All of a sudden, the dossier appears to fill in the holes. Oh my gosh, we have a dossier saying Page is accepting a bribe from Russians. There's the crime. All of a sudden, a FISA warrant appears in October. The FBI gets busted because Donald Trump wins and says, how do we cover our tracks here and erase our footprints? 
Well, the best way to do that and to pretend we didn't use a fake dossier to spy on Carter Page and lie about his work with Russian intel, the best way to do that is to make this all go away and tell the public, which they're still insisting to this day, we didn't even get the dossier until September. Except if you read the Michael Horowitz report, the footnote is crystal clear that in late July, July 31st, when they open up the Crossfire Hurricane, they're meeting with a source who sounds exactly like Christopher Steele. Then in September, then in September, when they get wind that this thing might break all bad on them, McCabe cut off all contact. Now, you may say, please tell me you're tracking this because this is just damning stuff. Yeah. You may say the only thing you haven't really nailed home right now is the is the switch. When did this switch get flipped? In other words, they clearly start targeting Papadopoulos. They then move to Page. They set him up with the dossier and they set him up right. with the email manipulation. And then they go back to Papadopoulos and that's how we get to these transcripts in the late fall okay. where they try to set him up again and even that doesn't work. But when does this switch get flipped from Papadopoulos to Page. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the date is clearly at this point, August 15th. August 15th, the summer, is the date of the famous or infamous insurance policy meeting where Page and Stroke are texting each other saying, hey, you know what? It, that, that idea you threw out in Andy's office, it's like an insurance policy. Well, what was that idea? The idea was the switch getting flipped. Now we need to go to, to uh, Carter Page. He's our insurance policy. Put up that footnote again. Here's the evidence from the, uh, from the IG report. Quote, officials determined that there was an insufficient basis to proceed with a FISA application on Papadopoulos. No, no, they didn't determine anything. You had nothing. And the Crossfire Hurricane team never submitted a FISA application for Papadopoulos. Someone shuts them down. They're clearly investigating George. But with regard to Page, Joe, on August 15, 2016, the same insurance policy meeting, Page is the insurance pot. Don't worry. We didn't get anything on Papadopoulos. We still have an insurance policy. Remember, Papadopoulos said the Russians are trying to help us so we can still investigate the other part of the us. The other part of the us is Carter Page. So with regard to Page, on August 15th, the Crossfire Hurricane team requested assistance from the FBI's general counsel to prepare a FISA application on Page. Oh, your insurance policy. There you go, babe. However, after consultation between the FBI's Office of General Counsel and attorneys in the Office of Intelligence and National Security Division of DOJ, which is responsible for preparing FISA applications, the Crossfire Hurricane team was told in late August 2016 that more information was needed to establish probable cause for a FISA on page. That's when your dossier comes in to fill in the blanks. Hmm. Set up Papadopoulos, doesn't work. August 15th. Well, we have an insurance policy. We have Carter Page. Okay, let's set him up. We've got nothing on him either. But he talks to Russians. Yeah, but that's for the CIA. Yeah, just delete that out of your email. Yeah, but we still don't have anything. That's okay. We got this dossier guy. The dossier guy says there was a bribe. Yeah, but that's fake. It doesn't matter. We're not going to verify it anyway. Just put it into FISA. Well, we don't have anything on Page later. Okay, let's go back to Papadopoulos. Let's send the spy in to record him. What is that? It's all exculpatory. And then later on, lie about the whole thing. 
to pretend we weren't using the dossier to spy on Page. Tell everybody this is why the dates matter and why the IG is intentionally cryptic. Let's just tell everybody we didn't get the dossier till September. That way we, they won't know we used the dossier in August to spy on Page. And by the way, let's tell everyone about the Downer meeting, which we know was a setup. Let's tell them we didn't even find out about it until July 26th, even though it happened in May. But you were texting each other in May about the meeting. Ah, damn, we didn't think you'd find that. Freaking infuriating. All right, I've got more stories today, a lot going on, including the dreaded, god-awful WHO. I'm glad Trump is considering pulling funding. Last sponsor of the day, our friends at Parler. I'm just showing you my phone here because I had Parler way before they were a sponsor. There's the app right there coming up. You see my Parler? I am at dbongino on Parler, at D-B-O-N-G-I-N-O. What is Parler? It's your free speech alternative to Twitter and the social media tech tyrants that love suppressing our free speech. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not on Parler, you're making a big mistake. It's P-A-R-L-E-R, by the way. There isn't enough reason to dump Twitter and switch to Parler. Here's another. Right now, Twitter's removing content they deem a denial of global or local health authority recommendations. This is unbelievable. The Twitter tyrants are, the, the, I don't know who's worse, worse them or Facebook. Descriptions of ineffective treatment or prevention methods, even if made in jest. Denial of established scientific facts from global health authorities. Statements such as ignore news about COVID-19. It's just an attempt to destroy capitalism by crashing the stock market and more. This is what Twitter, they're censoring all this stuff. While some of these rules might seem reasonable, shutting down opinions you don't like is not only un-American, it might prevent legitimate questions from being asked. You think? Parler is the news and free speech app that will not silence your opinion and violate your privacy. It's a far better place to be. Tons of people are on there. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Go to Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com, or visit the App Store today. Download it today. It's, it's, your, it's our only option right now. Make sure to invite your liberal friends, too. I'm on Parler, and you can follow me. I'm at dbongino. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com, or find us in the App Store. That's Parler.com, Parler.com. Ladies and gentlemen, go today. Setting up these backup Twitter accounts when you know you're going to be targeted by Twitter is useless. They're going to find you there, too. Just go to Parler where you can speak freely. Download it today, P-A-R-L-E-R, Parler.com. Parlor.com. Now's the time. Okay. You know, I, I hope uh, that all made sense, that story, because it really isn't complicated. Although I gave you a lot of details, it really is the FBI's effort to set up multiple people. Page was the insurance policy in case the setup on Papadopoulos didn't work. And when that didn't work, they went back to Papadopoulos. And now we have the transcript showing that even that was a total scam, that everything they had was exculpatory. And then they just tried to make it up and pretend later. Oh, we didn't know about that. We didn't know about this either. We didn't find out. Oh, come on. Cut the crap, man. Please. Now you know why Horowitz, again, in the report, everything is obfuscated. Well, late July, early spring. Why do they do that? Because they say if it's early spring, they know we won't go back and catch the FBI in their nonsense about when they found out about the Downer meeting. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. So here's this dreadful director of the World Health Organization, General, uh, uh, Director General, excuse me, Tedros. Uh, basically threatening Donald Trump. Because keep in mind, this is the same World Health Health Organization, Joe, uh, that told us in January uh -huh. that basically repeated Chinese propaganda that there was really no evidence of human-to-human -human transition. Are you kidding me? Like, are you nuts? Are you insane? The WHO has been absolutely useless. The president should... Get, we $400 million we give to the WHO. This needs to go. I don't see any, 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 any reason at all, any, to be giving them money at this point. 
The Chinese give them 44 million. This is an embarrassment. Here's the general, basically, the director general basically threatening Trump, telling him, you better refrain from politicizing, politicizing this. You get, may have gotten people killed with your advice that there's no human to human transition or, or transmission. Are you crazy? Check this out. Please don't politicize this virus. It exploits the differences you have at the national level. If you want to be exploited, and if you want to have many more body bags, then you do it. If you don't want many more body bags, then you refrain from politicizing it. It's like playing with fire. This goes on, by the way. Who is this guy? to be lecturing us after giving out false Chinese propaganda that could have gotten tens of thousands of people killed. Who is this guy to be lecturing? Is he serious? The same WHO that doesn't even want to recognize independent countries. Are you kidding me? Now, there's an excellent article in the Wall Street Journal today. I'll be covering this, by the way, in my next book, the WHO, my Follow the Money book, be covering all of this stuff. And it's good. And by good, I mean bad. Lost in Beijing, the story of the WHO. China broke the World Health Organization. The U.S. has to fix it or leave and start its own group. Leave, leave. There is no other option. Let's go through what actually happened here. So on January 14th, before an official WHO delegation had even visited China, the group was parroting Beijing's claim that there was, quote, no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission. Two weeks later, After China had reported more than 4,500 cases of the virus and over 70 people in other countries were sick with it, Mr. Tedros, the guy you just saw on tape from the WHO, visited China and he preys on its leaders, Joe, for their, quote, transparency. Yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just that the WHO didn't help here. It actively promoted misinformation that could have gotten people that that I have no doubt, actually, at this point. It's gotten people killed. Let's go on to part two here. This is some more of their malfeasance from the journal piece. Quote, recall that China waited six weeks after patients first saw symptoms in Wuhan to institute a lockdown. By the way, I have information on this in my book that we're verifying it now that I promise you is going to really piss you off about what China did with this lockdown. It goes on. I'm not going to put it out yet until I'm absolutely sure. During this time, Chinese authorities censored and punished physicians who tried to sound the alarm, repeatedly denying that the virus could be transmitted between humans. And they even held a public banquet in Wuhan for tens of thousands of families. In the meantime, more than 5 million people, 5 million people left or fled Wuhan, according to the city's mayor. This included the patient with the first confirmed case of the virus in America. Hmm. And the WHO, who we're giving $400 million a year, was celebrating them for their transparency while the same guy is, 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 is threatening the president. You better refrain from politicizing this. We better refrain from politicizing this? Are you, are, are, are you, is this a joke? One last portion of that journal piece. WHO finally declared a public health emergency on January 30th. Remember those dates from the beginning about the intel reports? Remember that? Hmm. Now you see why. No, no, Trump learned in early January, Joe. Early, early January. 
So WHO declares an emergency public health on January 30 after 10,000 cases of the virus had been confirmed. China's reported figures rose in early February to more than 17,000 infections and 361 deaths. Yet Mr. Tedros rebuked, rebuked China, right? No, rebuked Mr. Trump for restricting travel from China and urged other countries not to follow suit. Tedros called the virus's spread outside China minimal and slow. It took until March 11th for the WHO to declare a pandemic. By that point, the official worldwide case count was 118,000 people in 114 countries. We're giving them $400 million. China gives them $44 million. If they're going to be a propaganda arm for the communist Chinese government, then let the communist Chinese government own what comes out of the WHO. Because it's not just that the WHO gave us information that was not helpful. It's that the WHO parroted Chinese propaganda, attacked Donald Trump, lied about Chinese transparency while people were dying, and this thing was traveling all around the world while they were recommending against travel restrictions. Yes, I said that right. Please, Mr. President, if you're listening, if anyone in your team is listening, not one dollar of our tax dollars should be going to fund this god-awful organization right now. What a disgrace. All right, moving on, I want to get to my final story of the day here. Folks, this, these media stories, I, I don't like to spend a lot of time on this every day, but it's it's hard not to do because I get a lot of requests on Facebook and Twitter. Dan emails my wife and I, various correspondences from listeners. Okay, Dan, can you debunk this? Can you debunk? I can't debunk everything because there's so many lies out there with the media. I, I, the whole show would be Dan debunking this and there's other information out there. Obviously, the Papadopoulos story and other things I've been talking about. But I do like to cover this every day. So let me get right to it. A couple other stories. So last week, of uh, was it last week or the week before, the Associated Press put out this ridiculous story, again, in an effort to attack Donald Trump. In a fake fact check, the liberal Associated Press said, Trump claims rising suicides if U.S. stays shut. Quote, President Trump is making a baseless claim of surging suicides if the U.S. economy remains mostly shut due to the spread of coronavirus. Now, I read this last week and, yeah. and thought, oh, this can't be serious. Like, is this a joke? Everyone who's ever looked at data, or, or forget data, who even has common sense. I mean, the data speaks for itself. Anyone who has common sense knows the massive depression now being brought about by these now outrageous, keep everything closed all the time policies, which are not working, which were based on data that's now false. Dr. Fauci's admitted himself. I have a story in the show notes today by the blaze. The stories, the numbers are all wrong. The models are all wrong. We have, it, it, there's been a draconian response, a medieval response to a threat based on models. It's a serious threat, but the models have been all wrong. The AP suggesting that that will this massive economic kick in the cojones will not result in suicides. I've been seeing these stories all week. Here's a story in the Tri-City Herald. Again, it's just, I'm not making this up. Some areas of the country see increase in suicide-related calls as coronavirus spreads. Folks, this is a really sensitive topic for me. I mentioned why last week. I'm not going to go. This affected my family, someone I knew very well. 
who jumped off a building. Mm-hmm. Yet the AP's not. They're not really concerned about that. Ah, don't you worry about that. Trump's just lying. So in an effort to, of course, faceplant Trump, you just lie to your readers because that's what you do. Here's another one I saw yesterday. Again, with the Yahoo story I addressed in the beginning where they actually debunked their own story. Here's a Politico story that debunks its own story too. But again, you have to get to the bottom. But that doesn't matter, Joe, because nobody reads the stories on the left. They actually only read the headlines. Headlines, yeah. Headline. This one's bad. Jared Kushner, you know, President Trump's son-in-law, seeks a national coronavirus surveillance system. Now, listen, nobody's a bigger libertarian on this than me. They're going to surveil me if I have coronavirus? Oh, my gosh. Kushner's doing it? Joe, this is crazy. And then, again, you read down to the bottom of the piece, and it says, ah, the White House declined to comment, but a spokesman said in a late Tuesday night statement, quote, this story makes no sense and is completely false. The White House gets many unsolicited random proposals on a variety of topics. Jared has no knowledge of this proposal or the people mentioned in the article who may have submitted it. Don't worry, Politico, just print it anyway. Folks, listen, I'm not suggesting that people in the White House and elsewhere don't deny things that are happening. I'm simply suggesting that maybe you should wait on verifying that when you get a hard denial from the White House that Jared doesn't even know these people before printing the story and the headline. But why would you do that? That would be actually journalism and you can go and freak everybody out if you just print the headline. Just like the headline, Trump briefed in November about a virus the Chinese didn't learn about till December. Can't put that in the title because it makes you sound as dopey as the story actually was. Here's the last story of the day. I'm going to play a quick video for you. What did I tell you yesterday about the Wisconsin story? What did I tell you? Why did I tell you the Wisconsin story? You know the Wisconsin story about the primary? Yeah. The primary that was held on Tuesday, so two days ago now. The primary was held on Tuesday. Republicans, the Republicans, they wanted people to die. They wanted people to vote. That's the new mm-hmm. media narrative, which of course is totally, completely false. I laid out the whole story for you in yesterday's show. It was in response to a Democrat lawsuit by a Democrat governor, and the lawsuit had nothing to do with in-person voting at all. The story's completely false, but it doesn't matter because liberals don't, remember liberals, okay? Here's liberals' brains. This is their skull, right? Maybe it's a little thicker like that, the hammer portion of the gavel. Yeah. Here's information. Just deflecting in every single direction other than on the other side, the actual uh, neurons and dendrites doesn't actually get in there. It doesn't matter that the election was held because a Democrat governor tried to delay it at the last minute, despite the fact he was telling people he was going to hold the election on time right up until days before the election. None of that matters. And that the Democrats sued is nothing to do with Republicans. But that doesn't matter. Because the narrative is already set. Republicans want people to vote and die. Dan, nobody said that. Really? Let's play this cut of the raging Cajun, we'll now call the raging lunatic, James Carville, suggesting exactly what I just said. This thing in Wisconsin was was one of the most awful things I've ever seen in my life. You know, just go you, the extent that what they will go to to hold on to power. And it was all about one Supreme Court seat in Wisconsin. They will kill people to stay in power. Literally. Oh, folks, I, I, I just said this yesterday. I just told you yesterday that this is going to be the new one. Bush lied. People died. Trump lied. People died. Wisconsin Republicans exist. People died. It, 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 
a Democrat governor in response to a Democrat lawsuit decided to hold an election the Democrat governor insisted will be held on time and then wanted ballots submitted after the election. And then the Democrat appointee judge by Obama who ruled on it insisted that he would silence the Wisconsin Election Commission. It wasn't even part of the lawsuit. But yes, blame it on the Republicans. Hmm. doesn't matter. Liberals don't do it. They'll believe Jim Carville. Republicans want people to die. Whatever. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you liked the Levin Show last night. Glad you liked my show. Welcome to our new listeners. Really appreciate it. Please go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, youtube.com slash Bongino. Subscribe. It's all free. There's no pay, no nothing, but we have the video show there. We're trying to get the 400,000 subscribers. We are 7,000 subscribers short. If Joe Biden was doing it, 7,000 subscribers short. Please go over now, youtube.com slash Bongino. Subscribe today. We really appreciate it. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.